Hello, welcome to another episode of Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Hull City podcast with me, Luke Flanagan, and my host, Richard Walker, is here. I am here. Hello. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Coming down. Indeed. So we just shifted it about a bit, but we're going to talk about various different things, but all to do with the last three games, aren't we? So Yeah, bumper episode. Bumper episode. In content, if not time. Hopefully uh, we won't ramble on too long, but we will cover everything we need to do. Um, a few thanks before we start. I'll just go through our Patreons. Uh, I've ordered something for our Patreons this week. It comes this week, Rich. So right, I'll okay. uh, I'll keep it at that and I'll we'll we'll leave it as a surprise for all these guys. But we've got Lewis Elliott, Danny Nichol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown, Alex O'Neill, Micah San, Aaron Bell, and Rich Fleming is back. Also, um, couldn't stay away, could he? Couldn't stay away. <laughs> I was chatting as well with Rich. I think he'd like to come on and have a chat with us at some point, maybe over the Christmas period. So, That'd always be nice, yeah. Always good That'd to have fine, a yeah. Hull is, is now uh, at Hull City Stats, I think he's changed his name, but on their Twitter, but he's he's doing all sorts of scouting stuff, which is really interesting for us to chat about. Yeah, it'd be good so, to hear from him. Maybe a slightly more studied voice than ours. Probably, he knows what he's talking about, which one of those two idiots. Mm. <laughs> so thanks to all those guys. Also, um, thanks to Danny Johnson, Hull City Ladies. Uh, their football is back, but behind closed doors, unfortunately for them. Uh, it's 13th of December at Hayworth Park, uh, which is a week today, and they play against Loughborough Foxes next week. So good luck to them, and I'm sure we'll hear some more stuff around the Hull City Ladies over the next couple of weeks if we're starting to play and get good results again. Obviously, they've been shut down for the last four weeks, haven't they? So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, how is that sustainable? I'm not particularly sure it is. And I did, we did mention this last week, but not getting funding for Tier 3 and 4. But Tier 1 and 2 ladies' clubs do get funded. It seems a little bit backward to me. Because you're not yeah. telling me Man United and Man City need the government money, but Hull City don't. Like, I suppose it depends how closely they are affiliated to their men's clubs, doesn't it? I don't know what the nature of their relationships are, but I know that there are women's clubs who's who are like City themselves. They're completely they're run as a separate entities. business. Yeah, they're not yeah, not yeah. nothing to do with the men's team. But Man City very yeah. much use the same facilities all the time. Mm. Um, but anyway, we'll see what comes of that. So good luck to them for next week. And lastly, Fan Hub. Uh, underscore football you should follow on Twitter we're part of that movement which is the hashtag fans first movement so we'll get on to the good I think first Rich and you yeah. you were going to start yeah I was um, I was going to start with Greg Doherty oh yes I think after his goal yesterday most people would have been expecting that but he, he was already prominent in my mind for one of the, the goods this week anyway but just because of the nature of his performance against Doncaster mm. Oh, he was excellent. He was. He was. And that was, it was the same Greg Doherty that we'd seen in the early part of the season. Mm. Yeah. I think he'd maybe faded a little bit away from the, the high standard that he had set. So it was good to see him back in on, on Tuesday night, or Wednesday night, sorry, after the FA Cup game. Mm. And just doing what we'd seen that he did best, you know, box to box, he's working the press to, to win the ball back from Donny, especially in the first half, was excellent. Yeah. And and then he carried that good form into yesterday's game eventually. And I think everybody was guilty of a little bit of a slow start and perhaps being caught off guard by Oxford's intensity in their press. I mean, that was um, never going to be sustained into the second half because that, that's not what they normally do, is it? 
Um, well, how many how many teams do you, do you watch that do play with such an aggressive press who who are able to keep it up for ninety minutes? There's very very few teams I mean, you, can do it that way. I think you know was when Klopp went into Liverpool, he had a similar situation where he wanted his players to do something they didn't have the fitness for, and it takes a while yeah. to get that in, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. They were always going to falter, but particularly in that first half, it wasn't very good, was it, to say the least? No, I mean, we got we began to get a foothold in it after about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah, well, that's when they start blowing, though, isn't it? Because there's that much, yeah, that, much, that much intensity from the play. We were just like, fuck this, I can't. What do we do? What do we do? There has, there has to be a moment, of sort of a, a lull in the game, and I think with a couple of significant injuries in the first half that sort of took... You know, allowed us to take stock of what was going on a little mm. bit, and and kind of regroup and and get to grips with it. But you know, within that, Doherty was um, one of the the key players within that kind of recovery, if recovery is the right word. Mm. Um, he was involved in in three of the key moments of the game in an attacking sense. Yeah. Um. He obviously scored the equaliser, which was an excellent finish. I enjoyed that one a lot on his weak foot. Yeah. Having seen some of the goals that he scored at this level for Shrewsbury, he does have a bit of a thing for the spectacular. Mm. You know, likes likes a pop from range, and and that one really paid off for him. And I know he did the press yesterday, and he did the press after the Doncaster game as well. I think because he played so well. Yeah. Um, and they said in both in both interviews that the goal was coming, or it had been coming, obviously after the the, the Oxford game because of course he scored. But it was, yeah, it did feel like it was coming. We did the post against Doncaster. <clears throat> yes, that he was, did. Yeah, it was such a good effort. It was so unlucky because he had to kind of wrap mm. his foot back around it, so it wasn't an easy chance to get there. And I just thought it was going to go in off the post, um, but obviously, and then they last ditch defending all over the shot won it from that because I think one of their players sprawled and blocked McGuinness's shot, and then the keeper saved Wilkes's shot. Um, yeah, it was first half that wasn't it. So that was when you know I think on another day. Docket goes in. It was just inches difference, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but and he, you know, his performance did merit it. Oh, he deserved the goal against Donny. It was just a shame he didn't get it there. But yeah, it, the funny thing with the Donny game was, although Docket stood out in my mind, I think that was possibly because he'd had that little spell out of the team, and maybe his form had dipped below the standard that he set for himself early on in the season. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought the midfield three was excellent. Anyway, all three of them, especially first half, we that that Donny's. Tactical switch second half where they, they put four across midfield and it, and it allowed them to get to our fullbacks with greater ease and mm. um, didn't help the midfield three. But I, th- I thought they they did their jobs really well in the first half. They were all over them like a rash. Mm. I mean, I think it, one of the important things about Doherty is I think <clears throat> he played pretty much every game, didn't he, at the start of the season? And I think that yeah. kind of took its toll on him. Um, well, in his style, it would do because he'll get through a lot of running. Yeah, and he'd have been knackered. You know, that's why McCann took him out for two or three games. And I think it was it's good to see that because even when he wasn't playing, not even in the squad, he was retweeting the official city thing, going "Get in, boys," and you know all that sort of stuff. So you mm. knew that he would get his, his chance again. He wasn't one that was going to kick up a fuss because he wanted the team or anything like that. Um, so it's good to see that. But then to come back in straight away like that makes such a an impression. Um, because, I mean, arguably, I don't know who got man of the match against Donny, but I definitely think he deserved it if he didn't get it. I presume he did get it, though, didn't he? I don't know. I never pay any attention to it. I mean, I don't either, really, because 
Because it usually just goes with the goal scorer, doesn't it, it? It often does. You know, Wilkes has got them over the last few weeks. It always seems to be Wilkes because he's the danger man mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think, yeah, he wasn't as good yesterday, was he? But I just... uh, no, was it? I think it was Baz Cooper in the mail said that um, that he thought Wilkes was one of our more consistent threats. And although he got forward and got himself in decent position, his, his, use fi- of the ball was his final ball reminded me a lot of the Wilkes of last season, where he did all the yeah. hard work and then. Because that is, he's rubbed out his game this year. You know, he has he's scored mm. a lot, and he? he's been prolific, really, compared to what he was. And even if he's not scoring, he's assisting. I think it was just a bit of an off game, but you're going to get those anyway. So there's nothing to to worry about too much. I was, yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about substitutions for my good. Um, okay. I, I had this particularly. I mean, both games really. I didn't want to really speak about the FA Cup game because. No, well, I think. Without getting on a tangent too much, I, I I didn't want to talk too much about it just because it was everything that I hate about early round cup games. Yeah. It was a much changed team, yeah. absolutely no rhythm to the way that we played, mm. and there was no, there was nothing to the game. No. You know, you. I think to be fair to Stevenage, they played very very well, and and having looked at the way that they played prior to the game. Um, they probably did better than we expected, but certainly the number of changes and and the the kind of fresh feel to the team didn't didn't help us at all. No, um, the one good thing was that I mean you know Eve scored a penalty, and I'm sure we'll get onto penalties later on. But uh, <laughs> we um, it wasn't something I wanted to dwell on really. Um, no. Obviously, the, we're out of the competition. If people still want a cup competition, we've got the Papa John's Mega Trophy this week. <laughs> So we can talk about that next Yeah, episode. I mean, to, to be fair, the draw for the third round of the FA Cup was about as exciting as the next round of the Papa John's Trophy. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no harm done. <laughs> we'd, we'd have got Swansea, wouldn't we? If we'd have, Swansea, yeah. yeah. Have, like, not asked. Yeah. You know, possibly the, the, the attendance would have been lower for the third round of the Cup this time against Swansea than it was for the last third round FA Cup game we had against Swansea where the fans boycotted. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, um you know, the KC Stadium only marginally... I think it was 3,000, uh, weren't they, or something ridiculous? I can't remember. I know it was low. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, moving away from cup competitions. I thought McCann mm. uh, did well to bring on Eves when he did, because I thought McGuinness... I mean, McGuinness's goal, can we just take a moment to appreciate that against Donny? I enjoyed that a great deal. It, was a, <laughs> it reminded me of like the day-to-day when you had Alan Partridge doing commentary and thing that you just need to put underneath it he's like he's got a foot like a traction engine <laughs> absolutely tanked it didn't he it was brilliant goal. yeah goal <laughs> <laughs> great stuff but that that was brilliant and obviously he was tiring towards the end again McGuinness has played an awful lot of football um, mm. international as well he's played for Northern Ireland yeah. doesn't he so yeah. bringing Eves on at the right time and then I was really delighted that it's paid off because I think it was Smallwood who had the shot. It was Smallwood, and it, yeah. He just did what a good striker should be doing. And the defence... The defence so yeah, it, was, it, it was moving it? as soon as the keeper went towards it. The, the defender just stayed, stood there. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that as well. Um, you know, he's had his, his critics and I think there's been um, a little bit of a kind of pushback on that uh, on social media, whether or not that was inspired by your kind of <laughs> Churchillian defence of him, I don't I know. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but there has there's, there's certainly been a pushback on the the Tommy's this shite um, bandwagon. Definitely, I think and, a lot of people are kind of defending him now, and I know Baz Cooper did a piece as well where 
he was saying. I thought he, he wasn't at the um, he wasn't covering the game against Donny, but he he made a tweet at Baz and said something like delighted for Tommy because he gets too much stick when he doesn't deserve it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought you know people will listen to him more than they'll listen to us two idiots, but. The, uh, <laughs> I would imagine so. He's got a wider he's audience. He's definitely got show. a wider audience of more expertise than <laughs> us two, but still. Yeah. Um, so that I thought he made the right change at the right time because within three minutes of coming on, he'd scored, hadn't he? And that's... I, you say right change at the right time. I thought he got a little bit lucky with it. It's not every time you're going to bring on a, a striker and they will score the winner, you know, within minutes of coming on. I felt like McCann had perhaps reverted to one of his failings from last season in not reading a game particularly well fact, against Doncaster. You mean the fact that they changed um, to the far across yeah, the middle? Donny cha- and then Donny changed shape and we didn't pick up on it at all. We did we did very little. All right, you've got, at times, Lewis Potter tucking in deep to protect his full-back. But in terms of our shape... Well, that's where, that's shape, where their goal came from, was the cross-out wide from Sims, wasn't it? Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, Sim- Sims yeah. originally looked dangerous in the first few minutes and then kind of faded. But the mm-hmm. um, well, they celebrated. You see them on the sideline. They celebrated like they just won the World Cup because that was their only well, you could their only it. shot on target. It was coming though. It, to be fair to them, I think the goal was coming. And in in general play, you could sense that there was a an anxiety about the way it was. We were it was literally be- and they were definitely growing in belief. It was because they. Uh, they were able to hold it at 1-0 because of our ineffective finishing, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, we've spoken about that before. We do, we desperately need to improve on that. Yeah, we do. You know, not every game you're going to be able to pull it out the bag like mm. we did with, with Eves coming on to score the winner. We, we really need to improve on mm. that. And then I think... You can't, you can't leave teams that you are so obviously superior to hanging round in, in games with one nil leads. We should you know, we could have been four nil up by half time and, and Donny wouldn't have had a complaint. No. I mean maybe they would Darren Moore evidently felt that they should have won the game, but Where have uh, we had that before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every bloody We're week. onto the same old thing all the time, aren't we? But I, I thought yeah. that uh, he also because he, he made changes at half time yesterday against Oxford, didn't he? Um Yeah well he had to again. But he had to Do we do we need to talk a little bit about um, do we go on to the injuries? Well, no, I mean, I, I think we've not really said enough about the, the substitute being a good yet. Because mm. um, I, I don't want to take it away from him. He's obviously freshened things up across the front line against Doncaster. Yeah. And then I thought bringing Lewis Potter on yesterday had a, a big effect on our threat going forward. I definitely he thought was, we looked he was um, alive, much, much sharper going forward with, with Lewis Potter back on the pitch. We did, and I know he, he spoke to David Burns after the game. I don't know if you've listened to it. I did. I, I listened to part of it because it was a very different. Some of the questions that I thought he dealt with them quite well, to be honest. Yeah, he did. He did. He's dealing with all of his media engagements a lot better. It's almost season, like he's it's got, an easy thing to do, I guess, isn't yeah, it? When you top the league, very much so. But I do think he's probably been a little bit less. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is that you'd go for. It. He's, he's more uh, calculated in his answers because I think previously yeah, he's, he's, he's very prickly and um, he's less chippy. Yeah. but I think the questions that he's being asked aren't quite as well. Uh, no, I mean you're never going to you're not you're never going to get that. You know, after Millwall and Luton defeats at home, and then uh, and then the Wigan yeah, defeat. He's... I mean, what do you say after all that? Anyway, it's, it's always going to be bad kind of relationships. I, anyway, I, isn't I, it? I... Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, he's. I, I guess that's what they were looking for out of him, wasn't it? Yeah. But this season, he's. Obviously... You know the team is the, it's a better team for me anyway. No, definitely, yeah. Um, 
you know, if, even if you were to put this team in the championship at the end of last season, I still think we'd look a better outfit than we did when we finished last season. So it's 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 a lot easier for him to to can any difficult questions he can bat it away because he's got the cushion of the results to kind of, of say, course. you know, well that's that's doing my talking for me at the moment. Whatever I say mm. here is secondary to what's going on on the pitch. I also whereas when you're losing, you're losing, and it's like what the manager says after a horrible performance becomes everything, yeah, doesn't it? it? Does. It's all you've got to hold That's on right. to. And I mean, the other thing is, on another day, I think, to right at the end, I think Lewis Potter's header goes in. Because mm. was, it was a difficult chance, because he still out-jumped somebody who's six foot five. Yeah, um, well, McCann said that himself, didn't he? Because Burnsy asked him, should he have scored? And he said, well, you know, he's, he's maybe, it's maybe a little bit too high for him. He's got a good spring. It reminded me a little bit of the way he sprung against Charlton that time where we got that last-minute last, yes. last minute equaliser. Obviously, that one went in and was never credited to him because it went off the back of the keeper's head, but... <laughs> I do think on another yeah, day, the technical own goal rather it. than that's a... it. I mean, it doesn't happen without Lewis Potter heading it towards no. goals. So it should be, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. But I do think that you know, I mean, he's been that, out. That he's been, been out Lewis a Potter's bit. goal in ice hockey. That's all <laughs> yeah, I'm <saying>. absolutely. <laughs> it has to be with attacking your intent. second favorite sport. It would have counted there, so yeah. you should count in your favorite yeah. one as well. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there's anything else I was going to say, particularly on the change. I just thought he, he made the right decisions and whether it's luck that's got him by or whether it's it's good tactical changes I do I think that we saved the point yesterday after a very very poor first half um, yeah I mean it felt that way a little bit but the you know having reflected on the game I think it felt that way because the the intensity with which Oxford came out sort of set the tone for mm. it and it kind of sets your mental state for the game as well if you know what yeah. I mean so you're already a little bit Annoyed yeah. how poorly we played first first thirty yeah. minutes that you don't fully appreciate really that we were the dominant side for you know the final fifty five minutes of the game. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, do you want? I don't know if you want to move on to your bad, but it feels like because uh, I was going to choose referees for my bad. You see, yeah. Well, we'll speak about that first because I think that's more... it's more linked to the Oxford game, certainly. Yeah. Um, I mean, what? I mean, both, both, you know, Donny yeah. as well. No, it great. wasn't. But I do think the Oxford one was far worse. I mean, mm. what is that? <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> what is that? I mean, my. It's League One referee. But honestly, I mean, we've had bef- bad referees this year, haven't we? But that. Yeah. Well, we had this guy for the Gillingham game as well, we didn't did. we? And he wasn't, wasn't good, good then. But I mean, that takes the piss, doesn't it? Quite frankly, <laughs> his his decision. I mean, he d- had two poor decisions um, involving Greg Doherty, but his decision to b- pull the play back after Honeyman had put him in one on one from eight yards. God, and, and then he comes back, and you're like, "Where's the advantage, man?" Yeah, but he did that a couple of times. Didn't play the advantage. Yeah, you know, and he apparently his explanation to to Doherty was that he didn't see him running through. Well. <sighs> And it's like <laughs> you wonder, you wonder oh, God. what communications the referees are getting. I thought it was interesting that he said he didn't see him running through, and then Doherty makes a point in his interview. Well, where's the harm in in just seeing what happens? You can, for a second you can bring it time? back five, six seconds you can. later so, if you wanted to. And, and I appreciate at the top level of the game they're being told something different because they've got VAR to content. Yes. So letting the play yes. go does ne- not necessarily because then they can check it. it on the money. They did that yesterday with the Leeds yeah. game. Uh, not the Leeds game, the West Ham yeah. game with Bowen. Because yeah, he was did, offside yeah. and um, he did the right thing in that situation. But we don't have that kind I think, of 
bollocks. I think they had a quick look at Chelsea's second as well. I think they, they did, yeah. Leeds game for, yeah, I think they did. For a foul. Um, but you, you wonder what the referees at a lower level are being told um, in terms of letting the player develop after a foul. Because it wasn't, you know, it's not the foul, the type of foul where the referee needs to immediately get involved because there was malice. No, it wasn't to a two-footer or... If he doesn't yeah, come in and... it wasn't a spicy one, was yeah. it? It was, like, it was a foul. So where's... Let it go for a bit and come back. Yeah, just just see what happens. It's almost that too eager to, to assert himself mm. or insert himself into the game where it wasn't particularly needed at that moment. No. Um, and, and and what he's looking at if he's saying that he didn't see him running through, it's like, but Honeyman has played the ball immediately. Surely your eyes track the ball place, also so. as well to see what's going to go happen next. It just showed, showed me that he's completely inept as a referee, really. Yeah. That's all it showed to and me. What did you think of what did you think of the penalty decision or lack lack of a <sighs> I mean I always think though all people think that because we're biased because we're city fans, but I'm mm-hmm. Wait, it's a fair point. That's a fair guaranteed point. Guaranteed anywhere else I've seen that is gonna be a pen. Yeah, because he's on the stretch from behind, That's it. isn't he? So I would say nine out of ten times it's given. It just happened to be the time where we had the shit referee, though it wasn't. It, it did. It mm. just. It feels a little bit. I don't know. That I mean, the referees all. I'm, I'm watching the, that. Uh... I'm watching that decision now to bring <clears throat> the play back for the Doherty yeah. one. The foul takes place as the header from Honeyman is running through to Doherty. It's not like foul. And then the ball breaks to Honeyman, and then he nods Doherty no. through. The foul is off the right. ball as it's going through to Doherty. Yeah. It's, it's horrendous, it referee. Awful, awful. And he's positioning. All right, he's on the halfway line, but he is looking right down the he middle. He saw of it. it. He saw Doherty it. it is, been a Doherty is right next to the centre back who's who's made the foul. His run has gone in wrong side of the centre back who fouls Lewis Potter. Yeah. It's awful, awful referee. It really is. It's just horrendous. And, and, McCann's point that had we got the goal at that point in the game, we would have gone on to win it. I think he's a fair one. Yeah, I agree. Because the, you know, the chances is, that we made the is with us then. And yeah. we go, right, come on then, boys. We can do it now. The belief's back. I mean, I saw, I saw yeah, a brilliant and... thing from um, Tiger's Tube, who were particularly uh, complimentary of us earlier on on our episodes, which, so thanks for that. But the uh, Tiger's Tube player does loads of old city goals and stuff. There's... Um, <laughs> a mocked up picture that says refmatch.com uh, and there's a picture of, of, of the referee from yesterday it says Andy 43 seven miles away I enjoy spending Saturday afternoons outdoors and with people regardless of whether they like me or not I love the sound of a whistle I hate following advantage or allowing advantage <laughs> absolutely brilliant so thanks to the Tiger Stew player I, I for wish... that I wish someone had nicked his whistle like in Father Ted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck off, and fucks, right? <laughs> I mean, the other thing about the uh, referee, he wasn't as bad against Doncaster, but he was still fairly horrendous. Um, mm. Well, we had a shout for a penalty. We did have well, a shout for we? a penalty, and I don't understand why that wasn't given, because he booked him for simulation, did he not? Yeah, um, that's the second time that's happened recently. He's definitely played for it. I'll say he that. has, but was, he's definitely played he's, for it. I think players like Wilkes always are going to, um, and I just yeah, yeah. it annoys me the amount of inconsistency there is where that would be given in a Shrewsbury Crew game, 
probably. But because it's City and we're seen as uh, big time, I don't know. But it's probably the wrong word. But I just think they they love people love to hate us currently. It really it really does yeah. seem to be like. And, and then the other thing was Josh McGuinness. I was fearful that McGuinness was going to get sent off against Donny because he went into the book so early on. He cleaned their cleaned mm. their left back out after about thirty seconds, and then. Was just bounding about and getting in the ref's ear straight away. I mean, I love to see that, but I also don't want to see McGinnis sent off because it seems to be that he does he does have a he does like a, a red card from time to time, doesn't he, McGinnis? He's been yeah, he's had, yeah, he's, well. he's had a yeah. few daft red cards for us, and he has had one for Northern Ireland as well. He's a very vocal player. Um, mm. I will say that you when you. <laughs> top of the West Stand, as I sometimes am watching, you can hear him like he's next to you. He's so loud. Him and Matt Ingram are the loudest players on the pitch. Um, it's really obvious that he's the, he's not the captain, obviously, McGuinness, but he does much of the driving forward and encouraging and bollocking of players. He's, he's McCann's voice on the pitch, in my eyes. He's been asked to step up to uh, it. He said that himself, yeah. hasn't he? So, uh, it's important that he's there, but sometimes he just does things where you're like, just leave the ref alone at this minute. Just pick your battles. Because it seemed to me like he was mm. going to talk his way into the book straight away. Um, I also didn't understand why Smallwood got booked for a challenge that did seem to be a little bit innocuous. Um, but referees in League One were going to have to expect shit decisions, aren't we? It, yeah, it was one of the things that you kind of brace yourself mm. for when we got relegated, because I just remember how poor they were last time. I mean, the standard of refereeing in... in across English football and a lot of people might say football in general isn't fantastic. It's difficult to mm-hmm. know, but um, particularly in League One and Two it sticks out in the mind as not being great. Yep. And then um just to move on to your bad before I do the next section. Yeah, my bad was injuries um and largely injuries at centre back. I think it just shows the the players that we've lost in the last few games um how precarious your position can be in terms of your squad mm. depth. But we we are lucky at City that we do have plenty of depth at, at centre back. But in I think the last three or four games we have lost Alfie Jones, um, Reese Burke, and Yodi Device to various injuries for various periods mm. of time. All right, Reese Burke's back in the squad now, which is fortunate that that his um his injury sustained against it was, yeah, it was John Joe O'Toole smashing in face. Yeah. He did break his yeah, nose, so look, Is that what it was? He needed, he needed to have his nose reset, didn't he? It was bad. Yeah, it was bad, yeah, that one. Device sounds like he's going to be back on the training pitch, you know, fairly quickly. But what did what was it? Fractured, fractured eye socket. Fractured like eye socket. That was it, yeah. yeah. So that can keep you I don't know if he's going to wear a mask or whatever. They said they wouldn't. Apparently he doesn't need to. I would be not. nervous, though. Uh, Exactly, yeah. It's it's one of those where you think, well, you can't really. Because it's like risking a head injury. Yeah. It's the whole. I don't. It just feels a bit wrong to me. I mean, if you need, if he's well enough to play, then play him. But I also wouldn't want to see a player who's, you know, not necessarily at fully full fitness, and they're playing him because they feel the stretch at that particular position. What if he gets a clash of heads there, and he's already weakened? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit over dramatic about it, but you you can never be too careful with head injuries. No. And then with Alfie Jones out yesterday with a hamstring yeah. injury. That's very disappointing. Is, it is because he's been playing well, you know. He, 
Doncaster he looked very good. Him and him and Jacob. Yeah, Jones had I mean, a, a good understanding. Were, it reminded me of Burke and Greaves because they've been very good together. Um, mm. But it showed, yeah. you know, he's very uh, versatile as well. Because if you've got an injury midfield, Alfie Jones can just move up slightly and play yeah. play a defensive yeah. mid. So I like him very much as a player, Alfie Jones. Um, mm. It's yeah. I mean, we're lucky that we've got that depth that we can cope with it because obviously there's McLaughlin. McLaughlin's done nothing bad when, when nothing wrong when he's played. No. I know he's had limited game time, but I, I think he'll probably be playing against Crew in the week. Yeah, I'd have confidence in him. Me to too, yeah. If he was I mean, the only thing to... around the Stevenage game with him was that they played him at left-back and he ain't a left-back, so... Yeah, yeah, it didn't look comfortable, no, he, did he? Yeah. We looked much better when Fleming came But, on I mean, then, then again, you got Fleming, so he can play in the centre if you wanted to, if you played Fleming instead of Elder, yeah. giving him a rest. So, you are, you're right. But, but it might, he, 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 might, he might have an enforced rest before too long because he's still on that fourth booking. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, particularly for the... With one eye on the uh, Portsmouth game, which is now on Sky... 5.30 kick-off yeah. for some reason on the Friday night. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't you want him to be ready for that game because they're, what, they're fourth now. Um, mm, that'll be a big yeah. clash. But, um, yeah, I, th- I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to add about your, uh, with the injuries because, obviously, it is a little bit of no, a worry. But, no. it, as you say, we've got strength in depth across the field a lot in a lot of areas it would it would worry me more if it was if it was up top it is disappointing though to see uh callum jones pick up yeah yeah i did it, see it that kind of stops his, his momentum and his progress obviously batty was out for a little bit as well i don't know if batty's back in training now but he was just i think he was just shagged wasn't he from not playing <laughs> not playing for so long <laughs> and then the amount of ground that they covered against stevenage he did play well against stevenage did damn batty yeah he did he so did. um he needed to, though. Yep. You know, those yep. Absolutely. I think he was one of the players to come out with it, with his head held high, to be honest. But he did do so much running, mm-hmm. he'd be knackered after that. Yeah. So. Now then. Okay, so if we do the numbers. Yeah. Uh, your number is? My number's five, which kind of ties in with your bad. Um, I was so, just looking at looking yeah. at it, and we are one of five teams in League One not to have been awarded a penalty in League Football. Which, given the number of opportunities referees have had to award as a penalty in mm-hmm. recent weeks, is uh, a little bit surprising. I thought I did have a conversation with uh, we've mentioned him already, Rich Fleming, Hull City Stats, mm-hmm. about uh, when the last time we actually had uh, a penalty in the league was. Do you, can you remember when it is? Last season, wasn't it? Obviously, it, it was one this year. It was. Uh, we, I know we only had two last year. I want to say, oh, when was it? Well, I think the we last, missed it as well. The last, we? the last one that we were given, we didn't score. Yeah, yeah. And it was against Blackburn away. Oh God! I, do you know I'd erased that game from my mind? <laughs> so, the <laughs> one we scored. This game of football that was. <laughs> the one we scored was against Preston at home. When yeah. we were four nil, yeah. those those are the last two penalties we had in the league, which is yeah, that's like one doesn't count. <laughs> no, because we've missed it. So. <laughs> we've not got the best luck when it comes to uh, the old penalties. No. So I mean, there were a few. Even when I think to the back end of last season, Wilkes should have had one against. Uh, I think it was maybe West Brom, um, and it was just completely scythed down in the area, ignored. Lewis Potter against 
Wigan running forward and then they gave the penalty and then didn't they decided to unaward it because they said it yeah. wasn't a penalty. There's been <laughs> that a few was just close, on the edge, wasn't it? And uh and I mean obviously the the we we had a penalty against Stevenage that was in the FA Cup, so it doesn't count. But it does yeah. seem to be an awful lot of time without a penalty and there has been some awful you know there has Maybe. been some proper proper whoppers they've missed. I think back to Eves against Burton. Yeah, but that that brings me on to the point I was going to make about it. And, um, I was going to say maybe it's the lack of fans that are meaning that referees are more comfortable turning penalty appeals down. I thought maybe maybe the difference in the way that the referee approached the game yesterday with you know a few Oxford fans in the Kassam Stadium mm. compared to how games have been refereed without fans in I did think that they played a little part you know alright the atmosphere was a little muted because of distancing and I think I think you'd go a step further and say that the crowd effectively refereed it for him <laughs> yeah well I didn't want to go that far but I mean I think there's a case for it um, yeah but I would be interested you know some of the penalty appeals that we've had turned down in, in recent weeks if we'd had you know it's, it's not going to be a full KC mm. uh, even you know in a pre-pandemic era because of everything that's gone on. Yeah. But I would be interested to see whether or not we got one or two of them, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, there's a a regular listener um, who I interact with quite a lot on Twitter who talks about this. Uh, Stu Wallace is called. His son actually plays for um, the under-18s, Harry Wallace. Right. Uh, He's played for, uh, he's been in the squad for the under-23s a few games as well, so he's doing quite well. But he's, um, he's quite... He's quite funny on Twitter. He's he's very positive about C. Um, and he was kind of saying things like he said, uh, "Smarten up, C. Geez, we've still not really started, and these thousand fans are proper intimidating. This ref, it's scary." <laughs> <laughs> but then later on, he put this was great as well. He's put was all right that eventually KLP starts next game without a doubt. Could have nicked it on another day, and they're a better side than their league position suggests about Oxford. Mm, um, I'd agree with that. Anyways. UTT. One thing I will say is it didn't like their manager's mannerisms. Tracksuit zipped up to the chin, strutting around with his feet at ten to two. <laughs> <laughs> and he just put big big time. <laughs> or thinks he's big time. Yeah. Did make you know, laugh. Do you know who I am? I used to manage MK Don. That's it, yeah. <laughs> You're like you Carl Robinson for God's sake. Um Wasn't there yeah. a city book that was written once? Um it was in the wake of the promotion to the Premier League for the first time, and I can't remember the name of the author. I think he owns a DIY shop, shop on Chance, and he criticised Phil Parkinson for his uh, his manner on the touchline and the fact that he was always wearing a tracksuit. It's always yeah. stuck out to me as a funny thing to criticise a manager for. It's, uh, it's, it's it's a bit odd, but yeah, it did make me laugh anyway. <laughs> I remember being, as, as just a quick aside, being outside Welly one night, um, yeah. kind of at kicking out time, and me and our mate Ross saw this lad who was throwing up uh, outside Al Pacino's pizza shop. He was really sick, and we we went up to him being a pair of daft twats we were like oh you've been sick you've been sick aren't you because you can't stand the sight of Phil Parkinson in a tracksuit <laughs> on the touchline <laughs> so you like Phil Brown don't you he's a much more presentable manager he's wearing a suit and his nice tan shoes so you get it all up it's all better now Parkinson's gone <laughs> you he's just throw- <laughs> he was throwing up and going like I don't even like football <laughs> what are you talking about leave me alone I feel like I'm gonna die <laughs> 
Yeah, Great stuff. Twat. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we don't get penalties. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to sum up, number sum up, five, we don't get penalties. Up, <laughs> sum up, no penalties in the league. <laughs> and nobody likes us in who, uh, who's the ref, so no, no, no ref like us. Mine was 15, which is okay. a slightly more positive one. And that's how we're, uh, we're, it's a goal difference for this season in the league. It means that we've got the best goal difference in the entire league. Um, so we haven't scored the most goals or conceded the least, but I do think that particularly if you've got teams like uh, Lincoln, who seem to be surprising me this season and just keeping grinding out those wins, they're like mm. a one nil win to Lincoln, don't they? Yeah. Um, there's been an awful lot of those, but yeah, I mean, best goal difference in the league after what is it? Fifteen games we've had fifteen, yeah. fifteen, sixteen games. It's a uh, fifteen. It, we, we're good going forward, but we could be better. I will add that. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely could be better. We need some, you know, a bit more consistency with the taking yeah, chances. I mean, we've, we've scored in the last, what, 15 games anyway, but yeah, we've scored every single league game this year. We're only but, one shy of Portsmouth for the division's top scorers. Yeah, yeah, we've scored 27, they've scored 28. Uh, and we've conceded twelve. They've conceded fifteen. So they're they're similar record to us. Yeah. And they beat Peterborough <clears throat> yesterday, whose form yeah, is dipping, did. dipping alarmingly, which is quite good to see. Um, but yeah, Link, Lincoln uh, have won the last three, and we play them very soon, just after Christmas. We do, yeah. Twenty ninth at at home as well. So that'll be a massive game to look forward to. Highly doubt we'll be out of tier three, but um, <laughs> you never know. I don't know when they review all of the uh, the tier information because I know the cases are going down in this area. But if it goes down enough to let us have a thousand fans in, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think it's the 16th they're going to review it. But right, well that'll just be before the Portsmouth game then. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. No, I definitely wouldn't be either. But I mean, it, it it's nice to see. I've watched highlights of other games, um, and it is nice to see. Yeah. Actual fans being back and no fake crowd noise and mm. stuff like that. I thought Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, were... I watched Chelsea's game last I night. I did. And... I thought Chelsea were quite loud, and they did make me laugh with the. Uh, forgot it was who was it who came on for them after the hilariously named cock went off. Um, he was squealing in pain. Old Chelsea started doing like squeals when he whenever he touched uh, the ball. Yeah, um, I, oh, I can't remember his name. I want to call him Jay Tad, but that's just because of the Coventry player that did it that time at the KC. <laughs> it but... was it was number fourteen anyway for Leeds. I can't remember his name. This isn't yeah. I'm not. I don't care about Leeds, but it was just funny to yeah. see. He like went down in the challenge, and they all started mimicking him. It was always like. <laughs> I always loved it when we was away and and the home team would shout on ball with, for, for something that wasn't, and every single like pass for about ten minutes after we'd just scream on ball. Yeah, it got a bit played out by the end, but it was good fun to yeah, start with. It was always good fun. That <laughs> it does remind me of the time we went to. I don't know if you you. I'm sure you must have been there. I don't know if I saw you there though. I didn't go with you. I went with uh, my my uh, brother-in-law to be where we went to Nottingham Forest away and won two one with Paul McShane scoring with his hand. The ultimate shit house. Oh it? yeah, yeah. It was brilliant because they were just screaming handball, and we just yeah, it would be like handball, handball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you had the goalkeeper running up to take the kick. Handball. <laughs> I miss all that. I really miss all that. So it's nice to see it back in grounds a little bit. I just don't know how long it'll be before City get to do that as well. 
don't know. I mean, the reckon vaccine rollout might take a year, so mm. you know, it's yeah. everybody in the country. But you know, the more people in the more uh, or the what's the word I'm looking for? The the more people in the kind of more fragile areas of society that, that receive the vaccine, mm. probably the more that people like ourselves who are you know in an age where it doesn't really affect you as badly, yeah, um, will be able to go out. And, and do more normal things. So hopefully mm. that day is coming. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's certainly much more positive picture than it would have been towards the end of last season because you never thought mm. you'd see fans back in the ground within twelve months or so. But at least yeah. there's, at least there's progress with that, which is good. And we're um, top of the bloody league. And we're top of the bloody league by two points. Even if we'd have <laughs> lost yesterday, we would still have been top. Which I did want to, to try and turn it something where even if we got an awful result into a positive, that'd have been what I've gone with. But obviously we got a point and that was our first draw of the season mm. in the league as well, wasn't it? So, um, But yeah, I mean, the next thing to look at is that there's a couple of games coming up. We've got... Yeah, how, how did you want to do this? Did you want to Did you want to just talk about crew and then we'll, we'll get back on the usual midweek route? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought we would do that. Um, yeah, that's fine with me. Because obviously... It'll be uh, it's Shrewsbury at home, isn't it? The week, the yeah. uh, the game after that, and that's a normal style kickoff, three p.m. Saturday. So we'll we'll be able so to we'll, preview we'll, that. I think. Yeah, we'll leave that one off. Yeah, um, okay. but crew. Now, I, I was looking at uh, I was looking at some stuff to do with uh, with our opponents earlier on, and mm-hmm. I noticed that um, Perry NG is he called got a six game <laughs> ban. I don't know how he's. I, yeah, is it? Ng? Mm. I don't know how you say it because that's it's a bizarre. I'm fairly sure it was something like. Mm. I don't think it was ng. I know it's spelled ng, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, ng got a six game ban for spitting. Did he? He did. Um, so Dirty I, bastard. I know isn't it. Um, <laughs> it said it's very very short article, but it said that he's that he's, he's captain as well. He's been banned for six bands for spitting at opponent against um, Cheltenham when they lost in the FA Cup. Uh, and he spat water at Robin's coach Wade Elliott after the final whistle of the game uh, last week. Um, oh, so it's not like he's gobbed it in then. No, he's, he's he had a gob full of water and he's flagged it towards the coach, which still, I mean, I'm, you can't do. It's, but it's still disgusting. But it, it's not as uh, it's not like he's yeah, Rudy Voller and uh, Rude Hullet, where Rude Hullet's <laughs> just like gauzed in his hair. It's not like that, but it's still it's still not acceptable. <laughs> we'll say that. No. Um, it was not seen by match officials, but was recorded on video. He's played for every he's played in every single league game for Crew this season, and now he will not feature until after Christmas. It consisted that the band the ban was uh, clearly excessive, but the independent regulatory commission ruled that the ban should be applied. He is available against us, though. Is he? Because it's league bans, apparently. Well, as long as he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> He's the right back, isn't he? I remember. Yeah. I remember. Um, he, he, I remember that name for when we played before. I mean, the, for the amount of times that people were saying, "Oh, well, that's an easy draw," I don't think it is. Um, I think this will be a very tricky game for us. I think McCann will make changes, not too many, but I still think he will make some. Um, but I would. I think after naming an unchanged team against Oxford as well, he should make changes. Cause I did wonder if that was one of the reasons why they looked so slow out of the gates was because they had a tough game in midweek. Yeah, oh, it took and a lot out were... of them because it was a local derby and and it was a you know obviously all games in ninety minutes, but they had to they had to go to the end to win it. Oh, absolutely, so... yeah. Um, 
they've 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 put a few results together. Crew recently, they beat Swindon four um, two at home uh, in the week last week. Mm. They drew to Burton yesterday, um, but they've also lost to Accrington Stanley, who seem to be on some kind of run. Lost to Portsmouth, but then beat Peterborough, as well as beating Oxford United. So the the, the no mugs by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't know how much their coach will prioritise this. I mean, they're banging mid-table. They've, yeah. won, they've won two, lost two, and drawn one of the last five. So they're in indifferent form, but they, they were very difficult to but break we, down. As I yeah, I mean, we saw us. when we played them that they're a decent outfit. Mm. They were very well organised. And, you know, they don't just lump, do they? They, they definitely no. try and play it on the deck. They, yeah. did, they did cause us problems. It would be all right for us now. Because you tend to forget games, you know, you get three or four in between them, and it's like the... Merging to one, yeah. Yeah, the details kind of get a bit hazy, don't they? But they do, yeah. It's easy, easy to forget that they did give us a game earlier oh, yeah. in the season. I mean, it, it, it was the uh, Thomas Meyer assist for the Malik Wilkes header, if we remember that. Yeah, that was, was the game, yeah. wasn't it? Um, Feels like a long time ago now. really does. I think it was the fourth or fifth game of the league. Yeah, it was, so it was right into it. back in September or October. So... I mean, what 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 are your thoughts going into it? It's a one-off game, and I guess it goes straight to penalties because that's yeah. how it works with that. Um, it's yeah. the last thirty-two, so I don't know. Will you be too disappointed if we don't go through, or is it something that McCann should now sort sort of take more seriously than he maybe was doing? No, I don't think so. I don't think you change your approach to it. Yeah, we are we are doing what we need to do this season. Um. I think the only thing is with having gone out of the FA Cup early and obviously now out of the League Cup is that the Papa John's Trophy does afford us the opportunity to to get competitive minutes into players who are on the periphery. And it also Mm. allows you to to keep assessing what they can do for you without having to throw them into games where there's more on it. So we can keep having a look at the likes of Thomas Meyer Mm. and, and Martin Samuelson James you, Scott. Yeah, you can begin to feel those players out a little bit more as to what they can contribute. Whereas if, let's say, we got an injury in, in the wide areas and it's like we needed to, to chuck Meyer in or something like that, you'd still be a little bit uncertain of what he could do for you, yeah. what you could ask of him, or whether or not he's capable physically with you know the lack of, of game time that he's mm. had. So that's the only thing at the moment I think that the... It served a purpose that, for... Yeah, it yeah. does. But then having said that, you know, obviously when you're talking about a competition's biggest uh, advantage for you being that it allows you to use your squad, then if you go out of it... Yeah, it's no great shame, but... No, no. I think I think I agree with you. I just, once you get to the final stage of a competition, I think it feels worse when you do go out, but maybe just to mm. keep it in perspective and think, well, it's Papa John's mega trophy, so... Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's yeah. Like if you end up if you end up doing well in it, and we get to the final and win it, we can suddenly start, you know, launching other ships other than the HMS Pista League. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have a fleet like the HMS Pista Cup as well. Indeed. You know, yeah, it's HMS Pista Cup. Papa John's trophy, piss it. Yeah, you can you can start to kind of make a joke of it, you know, yeah, the fact yeah. that won it, but I don't think anybody would take it seriously. No. Um so yeah, I think there'll be changes. Just being, I'll, I'll, you know, be interesting to see how we get on. 
Um, I'm interested to see what their approach to it is. I am as well, because I think that they'll probably be a mid-table side. They're they're not, they're a decent outfit. You know, they're not, no mugs by any stretch, but maybe they'll see it as a way to go, right, well, this lot will want to concentrate on the league. We want to get to Wembley, don't we, lads? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you say they're solidly mid-table, but they're they're only five points above the relegation zone and, and Oxford have got a game on them, so. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, uh, it's always, particularly at this early stage, it's still quite early. You know, we're not even at, you know, 15, 16 games, aren't we? We are, there's still, you can see how close some of the leagues are, even when you look at the Premiership, there's what, Man United went from the, like, bottom half of the table up to fifth yesterday with one win. So, it'll be the same down in League One. There's, what, two, three teams on 11 points right at the bottom. Yeah, and, and Shrewsbury have only lost one of five, but they've drawn all of them because they keep conceding. That'll be something I'm sure we talk about in the week when we look at the Shrewsbury game coming up. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what uh, their approach is. I'm just hoping for another city win, obviously. But mm, yeah, uh, we'll go from there. There was one thing I was going to just uh, give you some info about, mate, before we probably wrap the chat up, and that's with the anchor stats that we've got. There's been a few new countries added to our listeners list. All right. Um, it isn't Chad before you. Uh, shame, I know, shame. I know. Um, so the top five countries listened uh, is obviously the UK, the US, and then underneath that is Ireland at number three, and Norway, and then Australia. So there are our top five. Obviously, the rest of them haven't changed. There has been some additions, though. There's now Iceland, um, Colombia, and the last one is Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. So we are getting... That's that's up to 24 countries are in now. So Colombia, Rene Higuita is a tiger. It must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, thought it'd be interesting for you to know. Obviously, we've got countries like Canada and New Zealand and, and all the ones you'd kind of expect expat cities you know, fans to be in. But then there's like yeah. Brazil, Turkey, Cambodia, India, Vietnam, Bolivia. There's just tigers worldwide. <laughs> tigers everywhere. So, yeah. They're just not in the wild where they should be. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> and if there's anything else you wanted to talk about as part of AOB, but... I, um, I don't know. You see. I was uh, pleased to see that the Premier League and the AFL have finally agreed a rescue package this week. Yes, um, I know it was reorganised re, uh, from what it originally was because it wasn't going to be that much, was it? Um, no. I think there is a little bit of a thing with that where if you need the money, then you're not going to be able to buy any players. Yeah, I think it's. I think that was purely aimed at championship clubs, wasn't it? Right. Where they're not going to be able to pay out massive transfer fees yeah. if they're applying for these grants. I think that they're being awarded on a more judicial kind of basis, whereas mm. you know in League One and League Two, it seems like clubs are being automatically granted them. Yeah, well, I mean, with the salary cap with League One and Two, it's probably a bit easier to decide what people should get. Um, yeah, so League League One clubs are receiving a minimum payment of £375,000, yeah. whereas in League Two it's £250,000. Yeah, well, it's relative, relative to, to the level you're at, I guess, which is yeah. fair enough. And then the remaining £15 million, once all that's been accounted for, is distributed using a lost gate revenue share calculation. Yeah. So there is scope to think that we would receive 
you know, significantly more on that basis than, say, Fleetwood might. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, it goes on to Sazi Stadium. And, and I, would, I would suggest that if this wasn't the pandemic and fans were allowed in, I think the tendencies would be pretty bloody good at the minute. Yeah, you think so? Because um, I know I mean, there's, always there's always going to be people who stay away. They didn't reasons. go up to the levels that I thought they would go up to when we were doing all right in the early part of last season. Mm. So, you know, it took it took, um, it took Chelsea to turn up in the cup for anybody to really. I know have any it was like 23,000, wasn't it? Twenty-four, I think. Yeah, I, think I, was, I remember it sold out. It, it definitely it sold out, didn't it? I think because yeah, there was a lot of buzz about it. I remember there was yeah people asking me if I could get them tickets and stuff, and it's like you've never I asked have me. A season yeah. ticket. <laughs> You're up for ages. I don't have any stroke whatsoever. I just I've just got a season ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I do think though that particularly over Christmas, you imagine that Lincoln game if we're first and they're second still. It, yeah, it would have had a big gate. Are you talking yeah, fifteen be... at least? I would have thought, but it wouldn't be hard to shift that, would it? No, being a local derby as well. No, and they, yeah, exactly. It'd be spoiled would be. for everyone by being a lunchtime kickoff. Probably. Yeah, twelve thirty or something stupid. Yeah, but still. Um, I would like to think that if we were in these current times, we would be getting a, a fair few people through the gates, but we'll have to see how that develops. Um, so I think that was that was all I wanted to cover this week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, kind of squeeze three games in there, but like you say, sometimes real life gets in the way. It does. It did this week. It does, so I apologise for that, but still, we'll, we'll meet again this coming week after the crew game and have a chat. Yeah, and we'll talk uh, about how the the young boys and uh, the stiffs get on. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> um, and just falls the tigers. I think. Come on, Papa John's Mega Cup. Let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> Speak soon, mate. See you in a bit.